you sitting there, you at home, you ain't doing shit, scratching your genitals, scratching your ass, smelling your underarm, smelling your own breath, let me hear just for a few seconds, right? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. The creation tools allow you to, you know, record and edit your podcast right from your phone or the computer. You can use that same hand you scratch your ass with to go to Anchor and record. It'll distribute your podcast for you to a plethora of DSPs. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Go download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. What are you waiting for? Go. Right now. Get off the couch. Go to Anchor. Create a podcast. The world wants to hear what you have to say. This episode of the Trill Pill podcast is a lot different from the ones that I've done in the past few weeks. This is the first installment of Trill Spill. Having these conversations with people who I know has have a story to tell. Letting them tell their story. Letting them tell the highs, the lows, the adversities, and everything else in between. But this first slot is someone that's very special to me. He's had a hand in um, raising me. Um, and molding me. The things that I watch them go through, I use those and relate to those in my life. And I'll continue to. So this is my brother, G. Brooks. This was our Trill Spill Conversations. And this is the Trill Peel Podcast. So at this time, you probably already know what I'm going to say by now. Hope you got something rolled up. Hope you got something pulled up. And if not, just sit back. This is Trip Pill Podcast. We're going to start the show.
Bro. Hey, what's going on, bro? What's going on, bro? Skip, what's happening, man? Nothing much, man. What you got going? What you got going? Nothing much, man. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a special episode. Really, to be honest, no, no introduction is really needed for this nigga right here, but he's my favorite nigga, man. My bro, Sean. Special episode right here. How already? How already? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, start off with this, man. Um, I want you to um start from wherever you want to start from. Um, you have the permission, even though you don't need it, to say whatever the fuck you want to say because it's our shit. <laughs> And do what you need to do. Right. So the floor is yours. And I ask right. you questions in between. And we'll start from where you want to go, bro. Is right. Yours? All right, man. Uh, I mean, you already know uh, how how it started. But um, I don't know, man. Um, we started in the South. Actually, uh, I was born in Terrell, Texas. Um mm-hmm. A whole, I had a whole another life before you even got here. Honestly, um, from the country, um, still country, mm-hmm. um, very uh, humble. Uh, have I've yeah. been humbled by life? Um, I've been humbled by um, tragedy mm-hmm. and. Um, you get to a point to where you realize that you don't know everything. Um, you don't know as much as you thought that you did. And, um, you get to a point to where, um, you have to make a decision. You either want to be, uh, true to yourself or you want to continue to be a pretender. Um, right. Do you want to continue to look the part, or do you actually want to have substance in your life and do you want to be the part? So, um, yeah. it just took a lot, man, for me to get to this point to where I kind of started to even understand life, even at 40, at uh, 42, okay. 43, man. Um, um, and it is, oh, it's not, a, it's not a book. It's not a, a God. It's not a day to day, uh, regimen that you go through what you do is you wake up every day and uh you you pull your bootstraps up and you deal with whatever comes your way um the best way you know how um i've i'm not a, a life coach i'm not into telling people what they should and what they shouldn't do um because honestly it's not my place if you're grown I feel like every grown person wakes up in the morning and they know what they should do. If you don't have a job, you know, you should have a job. You know, if you're not providing, you know, you should provide. I mean, if you're grown, uh, you know what you should be doing now, whether you choose to do it or not, that's on you. So, um, like I said, man, my life, my journey has been, uh, 
uh, eventful, to say the least. But one thing mm-hmm. I can say is that uh, I wouldn't change it, so to speak, but I would change uh, a couple of decisions that I made. But ultimately, um, wouldn't change a thing, man. Um, it's nothing that you can do uh, outside of yourself if it's not in you. And that's what I found. Um, like I said, man, I'm on a, a day-to-day journey to uh, motivate myself to get up out of the bed. Um you know, it's still hard to deal with, you know, the loss of, you know, our mom, um, our rock, our everything. Um, so, you know, it's just, like I say, it's not a situation where it ever gets, uh, easy. It's just, we've put one day in front of another day and it just have, you know, it's manifested into years, but you know, it hurt today like it hurt the day that it happened, you know. So yeah. um when you have well, when yeah, when you have yeah. uh demons and you have things inside of yourself that you have to deal with still, you know, um mm-hmm. you just really can't I just don't think you can be out there throwing out uh advice. You know? Yeah. I mean, um and that's just me from the way I speak and where I come from. If I've never been through it, then I don't speak on it. And, um, you know, we've had conversations about things in our lives and, um, you know, you hold my opinion very highly. And I really, 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 uh, you know, I, 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 I cherish that. So I don't ever want to give you any wrong information. So if I don't know the answer or if I don't feel like, um, it's my place. I mm-hmm. tell you what I tell you. I cannot tell you what to do, but I can definitely support whatever your decision is. And that's what that's what I can offer, man. I just have to realize, just like you have to realize um, what you have to offer people as of right, right now, today. Um, when you lose your mother, when you... Uh, go through a divorce and um, you go through trials and tribulation, it takes uh, bits and pieces out of your life. It takes uh, chunks out of your soul. Um, mm-hmm. It makes you not feel things. It makes you uh, cold. It makes you uh, bitter. It, it, it makes you a whole lot of things. So um, you just have to learn how to be uh, aware of your feelings and let yourself feel how you, uh, how you're feeling at that time. Man. You know, I was right. never, I was never allowing myself to feel how I felt. Like if, if, if I was hurt, I, you know, I'd go do something to mask that or if, um, anything happened, man, I just would never deal with that emotion. Right. Um, or I would never let that emotion affect me. And, okay. um, you know, after a while, it eats at you because, uh, like I say, um, you're not being genuine to yourself in that manner. Mm-hmm. Because if you're hurting, you're hurting. If you need to right. talk to somebody, you need to talk to somebody. If you need to cry, you need to cry. Right. So, um, you know, it's just it it, it it's a a situation 
uh, about being a man coming where we come from. Like, I think we talked about this a couple days ago, so much uh, bravado and machismo coming from where we come from because you can't be weak. You get weak, you, you get preyed on. But that uh, part of your life where you uh, become a predator and you have to be so tough and your exterior has to be uh, like uh, an uh, uh, armor, uh, after a while, it, it it doesn't allow you, like I said, to be who you are because you are having to be an entity that nobody wants to basically fuck with. Right. You have to be uh, mm-hmm. a person that uh, you definitely have to be focused in uh, what you want to do on a day-to-day basis. You have to have structure. You know, we had to have mama. We had to have uh, dad. Like, like where we, like, we had to have that, you know? Right. And as of right now, we sitting and we're talking. We're better off for having that. Yeah, um, yeah we are. Yeah, and that's just what that is, man. So um, anything that we go through, anything that I go through, anything that you go through, we go through it together. And I've always told you that. Um, Mm -hmm. But one thing I've tried to allow myself to do is to learn how to shut the fuck up. Because one thing I've learned is that I don't give a fuck if you know it all. I don't give a fuck if you're right all the time. Nobody wants to hear that shit all the fucking time. Uh, know it all knows nothing at all. Nah, know it all knows nothing. So yeah, one thing yeah. I had to learn really was how to shut the fuck up, man. And that's yeah. the honest to God truth. Just like uh, you know, parenting. You can overparent. You know, if you tell yeah. your kids something and and you see them the next day and you tell them the same thing and then you see them Wednesday and you tell them the same thing. Well, you think that they don't, they, they heard you Monday and Tuesday. You know, now Wednesday, they might still go out and do whatever you told them not to, but they still hear you. So the fact that you are just steady badgering and badgering and badgering and, 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 discipline and you know and constantly you need to do this and you need to do that and and after a while man like in your own mind like you 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 notice yourself that you're overdoing it so you gotta fall back so you know it's just like your personality who you are your thoughts um your opinions it's just like a lot of things that i used to think matter to others that it took Mm -hmm. a lot of time to realize it don't matter to anybody Mm. so um like i said my day-to-day journey is uh to to get up to make sure that uh i provide to make sure i motivate myself uh to uh even get out of bed man like i say people don't realize man um it's a struggle. Yeah. It's a struggle. It really is. You know? It really and, is. Uh, every day is a struggle and every, you know, and, and, and you have to know that you have it in you and you know that you have a support system. You know that you have somebody to uh, 
talk to them. Like I said, man, me and you and the conversations that we have <clears throat> when we have uh super deep conversations, man, like it's just it's refreshing. It's refreshing one because um a lot of stuff that you talk about, um, it's you you're way before your time. It's just like um you're 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 hella aware of who you are and you are aware of how you got there and holding yourself accountable and living in your truth is the most refreshing thing even though it might hurt that you can do like you have to yeah. live in your truth now it might be uh fucked up and it's dysfunctional and 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 you know what i'm saying it just it don't it, it don't seem like it's going to ever get better but if that's what you live in and if that's your truth and you don't have to answer to anybody about doing anything and when you look in that mirror you can look at that man in that mirror man and you don't feel any kind of uh, uh disdain for him and you're not ashamed of him and 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 you are proud of him and and you motivate him that's the part of life to where you deserve to, that that's the good part that you deserve you deserve to have somebody in your corner. You deserve to have somebody saying, hey, man, you did a good job. But a lot of times, me and you, we don't get that. So no. if we don't get that no, no. from the outside and we don't give it to each other, that's when we fall into depression. That's when yeah. you fall into uh, yeah. uh, like a sense of worthlessness and uh it's, it's, it's like a yeah. downward spiral and it's, it's breakdown yeah. after breakdown and yeah. you know you don't know where to go you don't know where to turn so like i said it, yeah. it's, it's it's a struggle and i'm not gonna lie bro I, I like you say you i'm your favorite man you hands down man you're my favorite dude in the whole world man i have my son yeah but you are my favorite person in the whole world. And I say that because I saw you from the time you were here to the time now, man. And I could not be <laughs> more proud of who you've become, um, what you stand for, and um, the father you are to your kids, man. Like, uh, mom would be Mom will be hella proud. Um, and yeah. I just want you to know that uh, like I, 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 I rock with you, bro, and I love you, man. And and you, if it's anything uh, in my power that I can do, I'm going to always do it. Um, and, and I will uh, make sure that Anytime, man, I'm I'm feeling down or I need a lift up or whatever, I always try to call. I always try to get a text. I always try to to get phone lines. Is yeah, always I open always me. I always try to get in contact with be, you because we don't be calling a whole lot of a lot of people and a whole lot of niggas to call. Yeah, shit. And to be honest, shit. If if you look at my call log, it's gonna be you. A lot more you than anything else in that something. There's you, some bill collectors, uh, 
uh, work, shit like that. Yeah. Well, let's um want to take a step back real quick, and I want you to kind of let's go on the timeline a little bit. You know what I'm saying? All right. When you first moved from Turo to Dallas, okay. how was the transition from the country to the city at that time? Um, and then we're going to get into, you know, the, the sports stuff and, and, and all that and the other a- adversities that you that you bounce back from. All right. But I want you to take that initial time when, you know, the first time that you're getting into Dallas, explain that time, the transition, and everything that was around the environment. Okay. Um Moved up here when I was, uh, I think uh, we moved up here when I was like nine or ten. So, um, got up here, and it was crazy because uh, mom had moved up here first. So, she was staying Mm -hmm. in Dallas for like two or three years, and I was staying in Tarot with, uh, with, with, uh, with, with, with my grandparents. So, um, yeah, like I wouldn't see mom to the weekends, you know what I'm saying? So she would come and get me or whatever. And then I would go to Dallas and stay with her in her apartment or whatever. So, um, that was my life for three years, um, before I made the transition to Turo and I mean to Dallas and that was before she met, uh, met dad. So, um, she was working, you know, at the job or whatever, met dad, they, you know, got together, um, you know, decided that, you know, he wanted to move her here. And yeah. that's how the transition from me moving from Terrell to Dallas happened. Um, when she met, when she met okay. dad. So, um, when she met him, we moved to actually is the apartments that's across the street from Skyline, not Skyline Place. It's another little Ooh. older complex. Skyline Place wasn't even there, bro. It was like a a field there, like that that apartment <laughs> that apartment complex didn't even exist when we moved it over when we moved over there. So, um, yeah, okay. man, um, did that. Uh, moved uh actually to Pleasant Grove first. Um, uh, stayed in Pleasant Grove first. Moved from Pleasant Grove um, to South Dallas after, I guess, a couple years. And that's when uh, basically my life really started. Um, Running the streets, ripping and running streets when I got over there. Because, you know, I hadn't been around nobody. Hadn't been around bad kids before. Hadn't been around BB guns, go-karts, none of that. So, um, you know, got over there and just... Really just fell into the whole hood, just everything, you know, just just was uh enamored with the hood because only it, just, it was just really the extension of the country, you know. So uh yeah, that's really what happened. Yeah. And um ended up going to East Dallas Boys Club and um uh, mom was late picking me up one day and I was sitting outside. And I heard these this sound on the concrete, and I was like, "What is that sound?" And it was like a, a like a, a herd of cattle coming around the corner. I'm like, "What the hell is that?" 
and it was the kids mm-hmm. with their cleats getting ready to go to football practice. But the the field was up the street, so they would have to walk up the field up the street to the football field. So on the concrete, huh? With the cleats yeah. on. Walk out, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll the cleats on. So I'm sitting outside and I'm yeah. watching them walk up the street and I'm thinking, like, what, what the hell are they doing? Like, I've never seen a football, <laughs> never seen, you know, I've never seen none of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. So my, you know, mom picked me up. I never thought nothing of it. Later on that week, she late again. So I'm sitting mm-hmm. outside again. So I hear this click, clack. Click, clack, click, clack. I'm like, man, what? They, they, they going down there again. So I just say, fuck it. I'm walking down here to see what the fuck they doing. You know, I'm like, nigga, what are y'all doing? <laughs> yeah. Man, right I up. get down there, man, they was in bull in the ring, and them niggas was down there. You hear me? I'm talking about cracking. I'm talking about, nigga, I'm talking about what's happening. So I'm thinking, like, I'm thinking, like, hey, okay, all right, yeah. Man, it's like, bull in the ring. Nigga, they got something to do with ring, but niggas man, stomachs hey, drop. Niggas tell you, remember. Man, the ne- the- <laughs> I'm pretty sure we got all that shit because the numbers they was calling niggas was coming man, from I'm everywhere. To tell you, man. So uh, once uh, you know, once I went there and saw you know what was going on or whatever, I was I, I, I was I was I was in love. Like I had never played it, but it was just like I was like I I had never seen nothing like it before. So I'm like, you can tackle like I was. I ain't. I was like, you can grab them, throw them down on the ground. Like I just like the whole aggression of it. So yeah. So yeah. So next next Monday, Mama come to pick me up. She on time this time, but ain't Sean ain't nowhere to be found. So she looking for me. Yeah, she looking for me and calling everybody and then put out APBs and all that. Uh, next thing I know, I. Look around, turn around. She coming on the football field. So she come yeah. on the football field, grab me, snatch me up, take me, take me home. She don't talk to the coach. She don't say nothing. I'm talking about jersey, helmet, everything in the car. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> grasp, I'm grasp a whole nigga. <laughs> Fuck you, just woo woo woo. You ain't tell me, you know what I'm saying? You know you don't leave from down there and not fucking let nobody know. I'm talking yeah. about third degree. Like I ain't Ooh, like Lord. I ain't got no football uniform on, yeah. right? So yeah, it yeah. was like it was like she had went black, bro. And it it didn't dawn on her till we got all the way to Pine Street that I had a football uniform on. So we get in to get to the house, she like, and what the hell you got on? I was like, Hey, uh, uniform. She like, so I guess you, you yeah. know. She like, so you playing? You you call yourself playing something? I was like, I just, I was just going. You know, I was like that. It was interesting, and I was just going. So for a long time, mm-hmm. Mama would not come to a game, bro. Like she wouldn't come because she was just like she didn't take it seriously. She didn't think I was good. You know, she would not come to a game. So. It took me damn near to I was in junior high school to get mama to come to a game because she was just like, I'm not with that. And when she finally came, but yeah, and it was one of them times where I just went off, like just was doing shit. I had no reason or no inkling that I could do. And from that day forward, bro, mama never missed. 
another game. Do you hear me? From that day when yeah. she saw that I was serious about that shit, mm-hmm. she didn't miss another mm-hmm. game, bro. And I know you know because it was times when it wasn't nothing but you, mama, and daddy in the stands at the goddamn game. Yep. Then when the game was over with, I get down there and I was yeah. able to get down and walk around and shit. Go right into the that. locker room. Yeah. See all of yeah, the helmet yeah. on, shoulder pads, sitting yeah. on the after track. That's right, man. After the game, the, the first thing I'm asking for is where my little give, give me, give me my, give me him. He coming down here with me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah, just yeah, that's yeah. just that's that's yeah, what that yeah. was like. I always wanted you to feel yeah. like you was a part of my life. I always wanted you to feel like you was a part of what I was going through. I never wanted you to not feel like you wasn't part of it. So that's why I always right. was, I would ask for you because I want, I wanted you to be like, man, you know what? I want to do this. Or even if you didn't want to do it, I wanted you to feel a sense of pride that, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, man, I got a brother that care, man, this nigga, like he, yeah. he, like he loved to love on me. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's really yeah. what it is, man. Yeah. Like I just, I just used to, I, I and I still do. I just used to love to love you, bro, because you was just, just such an insightful kid. Like you, you were all you was a sponge. You just always wanted knowledge. You wanted to know all everything and why this, why that. You know what oh, make yeah. this do this? What? So yeah. it always made me have to really keep my shit as as much as I fucked up, like still in the back of my mind, like you would be the main reason why I wouldn't just completely go over the edge. Like I would do some shit that was out yeah. of control, but it's still another level that I could have gone to. But I'm like, man, you know what? I don't, I, I, I don't want to be that disappointment to him. Like, I don't want him to come see me in jail. I don't want him to have to call me and, and I, and, and take, collect calls from the jail cell. Like, I don't, I don't want to be yeah. one of them sideline ass coaches coaching on the phone, telling you what to do, trying to guide you through your life from a jail cell, bro. Like, like that, that means yeah. nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like that, all that shit falls on deaf ears. Mm-hmm. They might as well not even call them kids or call them people, because honestly, they're not listening. They're not listening. I don't give a damn who yeah. tells you what they tell you. When somebody call you from jail, you take that call because you feel like you're obligated. You don't give a damn what's going on with them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's different. It's different because it doesn't seem. Yeah, because it's not tangible. tangible. And that's the thing. Like I had to yeah. start living in 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 the real world and start living my life and doing things that are tangible, things that I know good and well uh, that will produce uh, positive results. Meaning, getting up, going to work, uh, working out, being healthy, uh, being positive, uh, being helpful. Um, just all this stuff, man, just, just really just stepping outside of myself and, um, just trying to see if I'm really built for this. Like, are you really like built for, uh, this life? Like, are, are, are you going to thrive? Are you going to fall off in three years? Like, um, like what's your plan? You know, every day I ask myself, like, what is your plan? Yeah. And you have to have a plan. Mm-hmm. 
And if you don't have one, you just waking up every day and you stacking days in front of each other. And that's all you do. That's it. Yeah. But um, anything yeah. else, man, that <clears throat> excuse me, anything else that uh, mm-hmm. that happens uh, in your life, man, and 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 you don't seem to know the rhyme or the reason or why it happens. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie, Khalil. Uh, when people say shit happens for a reason, bro, sometimes it ain't no fucking reason. Sometimes it ain't no reason, and that's what I've learned. Sometimes it ain't no reason why shit happens. Shit just mm-hmm. fucking happens, man. It ain't. It, mm-hmm. it, it, and motherfucking made yeah. up that saying to justify that bullshit. It's exactly. chance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. It's chance. It's, it's probability. Uh, probability. It's. It's still, it's, it's shit like that that probably we don't even fucking notice. Um, and some, but sometimes, like you said, like sometimes the anvil comes out of fucking nowhere, and it ain't for no reason. It just happens. And it's up to us to discern how to leave that situation, what we can learn from, or else I think sometimes we'll keep going over that same thing over and over again until we learn from it. I just think. That's how sometimes it's Well, you know what? It's either that, man, or you just go through it so many times to where a lot of times people just get a result of of, you you get get a um, I want to say it's more of like a gloss. It's not the real. It's not. It's not the real. Um, I'm getting stuck, man. Um, it's 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 not really a. A, a, a manifestation of goodwill. It's not anything you know what i'm saying it's 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 not like everything that's come about Mm -hmm. has led to good shit you know a lot of times like i said man you're gonna go through all the good stuff do all the things that you're supposed to do and you're not gonna get a pat on the back so what do you do then that's the question that's what i'm saying like if if you're a person that seeks outward justification um and pats on the backs and accolades for doing uh Things that you either should do, or that you felt like that you sh- that you didn't have to do, but you did do. Um, and then when you and then when you don't receive those yeah. applause, um, when the crowd's not screaming for you anymore, um, what what do you do? Yeah, what do you what do? You do when nobody's watching. Like like really, like what do you do? Exactly. When watching. Like what do you do? And, and who are you? And that's yeah. what I had to figure out. Like who exactly yeah. are you? Honestly, like, are you are, are you going to be um, a has been? Are you going to be a person that people say, man, you could have been or he could have did or he would have did or he should have did? Or are you going to take mm-hmm. that and whatever happened and flip it and turn it into your life? Because that's what it is. It's it's not up for debate. It's not up for ridicule. It's, it's not up for um, anybody to to uh, make assumptions about it's your life so when it comes down to it Mm -hmm. the only thing that matters is how 
you live your life. That's why, like, all of this that I'm saying has come back to the point that I made in the beginning. That's why I do not tell anybody right. anything about their lives, and I give, I do not give advice. I, yeah, I it's don't. Case by case. Yeah. Shit, man, you know, because life has this, um, life has its uh, nuances. Uh, it can go through many different ways, many different uh, shades of, of shit that you can go through. And even the majority of, of the information and advice that goes out to the masses by anybody, it's pretty much general shit um, for the most part, you know. It's only so many categories, situations uh, that you can, can go through, you know. It's just basically you picking you pick and you substitute certain shit that and you make it relate to yeah. you. You know what I'm saying? So next one I want to talk about is um okay, come to Dallas, we find out what this football thing is all about. So it obviously grows a love for the past. Exactly. Um let's talk about the ascension through high school, um, the process of that, um, ascension of, uh, from, because I'm thinking 10, 8, 11, and going through, you know, middle school and shit like that, you kind of figure like, you know, okay, I'm all right. But at some point, you get, you find out, you know what I'm saying, like, if, if anybody's even as, decent in football. You find out, oh, I'm a little bit better than I right. like I'm you know what I'm saying? And you reach, you know, a place where um a, a rare group, a small percentage of a lot of uh, athletes, especially in the, in the state of Texas where they want to achieve. Let's talk about that process and your process of going um choosing what school you want to attend. And even just, um, if you can, um, about just the in-between of becoming somebody that everybody notices about, right? Because I think a certain amount of anxiety has to come about within that at mm-hmm. some point, regardless whether it's big or small. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it goes from a point where it's like, okay, I'm playing ball, I'm doing good. Come to a point where, okay, now... Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that I'm good. The other team on that coming that's coming to play us, they know I'm good too. They taking time out their day, out their week, mm-hmm. skipping classes to game plan for me. You know what I'm saying? So let's <laughs> talk about that going into college and uh, what you learn from it. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay. Um, you good? <laughs> I call for her all the time. You good? <laughs> well, man, let's see. Um, Part of this thing. It started my freshman year. Um, yeah. I I played probably three freshman games on on uh actually as a freshman, and what happened was the the head coach hadn't come. You know, Coach Samples. Coach Samples hadn't come to any of the freshman games yet, right? 
Yeah, so um the legend. Yeah. We play at what was crazy was um we played at Force the Two and they were practicing at Force the One for some reason. I don't know why they was practicing over there, but they was practicing over there. So he came over and he watched the game. Uh, I returned a punt, I returned a kickoff for a touchdown, was out there just smacking them kids around, just really as a grown man. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I returned the punt. You said you returned. returned a kickoff. Yeah. Bro, so my I, nigga was an X Factor? My it nigga was, was an X Factor? They just had me out there <laughs> to see if I could do it. Yeah, they just had, they just, yeah. They hey, I believe it. Shit, when you see, hey, when you one of the best yeah, niggas on the squad, yeah, you can be yeah, everywhere. Yeah, hey, come around, I need you to do this bro. shit for so, me. Yeah, I just yeah. got out there, man, and and, and right. I just I was just playing, bro. And um, after that game, I never forget. Uh, he walked up to mom and daddy, and he was like, uh, "Y'all not gonna be coming to no more Monday night games." Straight up, and she was like, "What?" Straight and she up. was like, "She was like, he finna be on varsity." <laughs> Like start next week, and what was crazy about that was mm-hmm. the world. I went in my first game that I played. We played Waxahachie, but when back then Waxahachie was killing everybody. Like, like Waxahachie was, bro. They was nice, like the Desoto Duncanville. Yeah, like yeah, man. Yeah, they. This man, is early nineties Waxahachie. They, they was nice. So yeah, my, yeah. Yeah, so my first real yeah, game was against there. them. Like they got Aaron Humphrey. They got like yeah, yeah, they got like I mean, just Woo. dudes across the board, man. So I get thrown into the fire. Got mm-hmm. a linebacker get hurt. And I get thrown into the fire. And um, you know, you, you you get out there and you get your times and Come out the field, you lick your wounds, and then you go out there again, and you see that it's not as bad as you know it was that last couple times. And after a while, you get it. Sometimes, um, just as far as you know, our, our women, you know, um, I think a lot of times. Okay, for instance, right? I was uh, watching this documentary on youth in the field that they're teaching, so you kind of trust them with information, and just hear that to read that as I was researching this like putting it together this could have been a thousand hour podcast like I kept I just kept finding shit times black women are the reason or a part of a reason why a lot of who black made, men who is who is telling the votes who is counting yeah, first who's I'm over like, there Kim who is making these analysis <laughs> this is this was a NPR Thank all my guests. Thank everybody who gave me feedback, donations, all that good shit. Look, man, going into 2021, the motto is stay true and heal. And I am Khalil Sneed, host of the Trill Pill Podcast. Thank you for giving me your time. For lending me your ear. Thank you. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. Like I said before, stay true 
and heal. Much love, y'all.